Welcome to Big Brave Business. This is a podcast built on the belief that you can create absolutely anything for yourself. Whether it's a dream job or a dream life, it's all possible for you. I'm Amanda Nelson, a virtual assistant and digital marketer. And that's Sarah Heater, podcast producer and strategic consultant. Each week, we will share insights from working with dozens of clients, stories of how we got where we are, and encourage you to see us as your new business besties. So grab a cup of coffee and let's talk being brave in business. Welcome back to Big Brave Business. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Sarah. How's it going? Good. Exhausting. I've had lots of meetings. And actually, (laughs) that is what I want to talk about today. Because a couple of weeks ago, we talked about my networking experiment and just networking in general. So I have been meeting like crazy. I think since we had that discussion, I've had mm, 20 meetings at the time of recording this. My God, Sarah. That is I know. Crazy. And I literally have eight tomorrow, just tomorrow. Okay. Well, let's just dive in here because I am dying to hear about your experience. <laughs> Has it been fruitful? Are you happy? Are you breathing? Are you okay? Because that sounds like a lot. It's a lot of meetings. So, yes, I am breathing and I'm okay. Actually, it's been a lot of fun. So I'm going to start with that. It's been very, very fun. Like <laughs> You're going to start with fun. the positive? <laughs> yeah. Way more fun. Hey, I'll go back and forth. Way more fun than I thought it was going to be. Fun to the point that I have woken up excited about my meeting schedule because I'm having such a good time, which like I did not expect. <laughs> I just want to be clear. I did not expect to feel that way. So that has been a good surprise is that it's a very, very fun. Has it been fruitful? You asked. <laughs> well, <laughs> well. Um, I'm going to say so far, not really. Okay. Fruitful is interesting. And like, this is something that I would say if anybody wants to do a grand networking experiment like this, to come up with some ways you're going to measure your ROI. And I always talk about this with other aspects of business and entrepreneurship and like podcasting is Mm -hmm. being able to measure your ROI. And I don't know how to measure my ROI on these (laughs) meetings. Uh, I definitely am getting better at finding ways to say at the end, like towards the end of the call, how can I help you? Which I want to do some takeaways like after I just share my initial thoughts about it. But so I'm getting better, I think, at finding some things to give us some action items to work on together after the call is done. But yeah, that's still a work in progress. So generally speaking, it's like, great, that was fun. Will I ever talk to that person again? Jury's out. Like, don't know. I, um, why don't you Why don't you start by telling everybody what, what it is exactly that you signed up for that you're having all these meetings? I know you've told me personally, but have we gone oh, into Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, detail? so there's a couple. That's a good That's a good point. Good, good, good point. So there's a couple of things. So the first thing that I did was I put myself out there in one of those giant Facebook groups for women entrepreneurs. And I said, uh, this is a little intro to me. I'm looking to make networking a priority for Q4. And I'd like to meet with anybody who's been in business for at least a year. 
and wants to just chat, like wants to just chat about what we do and see if there's opportunities for collaboration or anything like that. And I had hundreds of people respond to that message. So I one by one went through and sent everybody who expressed interest a link to schedule. Many people never scheduled, right? But many mm-hmm. people did schedule. So that's like the bulk of what filled. And I'm intended to put that in several Facebook groups. Fat chance. Like that's plenty. <laughs> Just one is plenty. <laughs> so that that worked out. And then the other thing is that people responded on that thread the admins of the Facebook group were like, we love coffee chats in this group. Great. You should definitely do. They're like 30 minute, 30 minute calendar spots. Like, that's great. You should definitely do that. Um, We encourage it. Awesome. Welcome post. But in addition, if you're looking to make networking a priority, this group actually hosts a weekly networking event called We Meet Wednesdays. So every single Wednesday, this networking event is a thing. You should check it out. And like, I've been in this Facebook group for so long and I didn't even know about We Meet Wednesdays. And it's like literally their cover photo on the Facebook group. And I like just (laughs) genuinely didn't ever notice because most of the time you see it in your feed. You know what I mean? So you don't see the cover photo of the group unless you like go to the group, if that makes sense. Anyways, So I was like, what's this We Meet Wednesdays thing? And you guys, it's so fun. So it's a monthly subscription that's just like at the time of recording this anyway. I don't know if the prices will change, but at the time of recording this, it's only like $32 a month. And every Wednesday it is open for 10 hours and you can pop in and out as much or as little as you want on Wednesday. So it's just one kind of meeting link and it takes you into this event setup. They have speed networking. They have 30 minute coffee chats. They have expert sessions that are kind of topical. And they also have these like round table and pitch events. So back to your question about has this been fruitful? This has been the most fruitful for me so far because the first Wednesday you go is free. And on my first day that was free to attend, I scheduled two networking chats and four sales calls. And I was only in this event for about two hours total. And I walked away with four sales calls on my calendar. So, and I think I would have walked away with more sales calls on my calendar, except that my calendar is so booked with these coffee chats that it's like, there's not a lot of time available on my calendar. But yeah, four sales calls from two hours of networking is not bad. And my sales calls, by the way, are for my one-to-one services, which I think is largely considered like a high ticket item. So I feel like that's been the best ROI. The other, the the coffee chats, is there an ROI? I don't know. But those are kind of the two things I've been focused on is like we meet Wednesdays and these pre-scheduled 30-minute meetings. (laughs) Gotcha. Okay. So tell me some of your disaster stories. I know you have some. So far, I really only have one disaster story. I, I guess... I guess you could say like one and a half disaster stories. So I'll start with the like one that's less interesting, which is that (laughs) this is also a really busy launch season for us. So we're working a lot and I am working crazy hours. And especially with all these meetings on my calendar in the past two weeks, I have had many nights that I work past 1 a.m. Like 
I get up and then from the time I wake up until like 1 to 3 a.m. I'm working. And then I pretty much go straight to bed because I have to get up for a day of meetings the next day. And if you guys have been listening to this podcast for a while, you know I only take meetings Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So that is part of the reason those days are so long is because I only take meetings three days a week. But it really helps to ensure that I'm not living like that seven days a week because you're, if your calendar is open, it will get booked. Wouldn't you agree with that? It's like, so true. It's so true. Yeah. So you have to really limit when you have meetings even available to book. And then that way you can like keep some sanity. So anyways, so I had a day last week that I worked until after 3 a.m. I had no choice. I had client work that had to get done due to a series of events with the client and then also on our side. That's how long it took to get some stuff done. So it was after 3 a.m. I had meetings. I had like one of those days where it's like literally 10 hours of meetings back to back to back to back the next day starting at 9 a.m. So I had and I still had to shower. So I had to be up by like 730 a.m. and I was working until 3 a.m. So I was already knew I was exhausted and I already knew like tomorrow is going to be a hell day. Um, But it just is what it is. So I went, I crashed for a couple of hours. I got up like a trooper, got on my first call and they did not show up. And I was furious because I could have slept another hour. And then my next call did not show up. Oh no. So then I could have slept two hours because I had a 30 minute buffer in between. So I could have literally slept for two more hours that morning. And I was so frustrated. Ironically, the next meeting canceled and the next meeting rescheduled. So my first four meetings of the day, which really um, some of them were more than 30 minutes. So uh, two of them were more than 30 minutes. Two of them were 30 minute coffee chats. Two of them were client meetings. Um, The clients were the ones who reached out and canceled slash rescheduled. The two that no showed meant that I got up at 7.30, but I actually did not have a meeting until like 2 p.m., So I took a nice, uh, put on a hoodie and just crashed on my couch for a couple of hours. I woke up a new woman. It was much better. I was like, okay, I'm ready to tackle the rest of the day. But yeah, that's frustrating, guys. Like if you make meetings with somebody and you can't attend, even if it's last minute, can you just tell them, just tell them that you're not going to be on it? Yeah, that's um that's that's the worst. I have not mentioned, I don't think on the show yet, but I have been brought on by the VA agency that I work with as a virtual assistant coach to the VAs on the team. And so I have these meetings with all of the VAs every couple of months and the amount of people guys that will cancel right before a call is about to start. And I love a canceled meeting as much as anybody else. But it is frustrating when I'm like, you were the only call I had today. And I put on makeup to wait for you and you didn't show up. I could still be in my pajamas. I took 30 minutes to like get myself together, curl my hair and make a cup of coffee, like be prepared. I could have just stayed in work mode. You know what I mean? But yeah, I've never really had anyone just straight up not show up for a call. But I've definitely had people like cancel if the meeting started at 12 at 1202. They're like, oh, so sorry, I'm not going to make it. And I'm like, really, guys? (laughs) Really? 
I've had some no-shows over the years. I've had some no-shows occasionally for sales calls. Um, My clients never no-show. They let me know, (laughs) even if it's last minute. And they'll usually apologize if it's last minute, but but I'm okay with it. Like, it's fine. It's whatever. I don't really get ready for meetings, as you know, Amanda, because it's me (laughs) to show up. So um, that's not too big of a deal to me. It unless it's the first one of the morning that that kind of sucks but for sales calls I don't get mad when people no show sometimes it's disappointing but I don't get mad when people no show it's more like I feel like they didn't really owe me anything we don't have a standing relationship yet so it's not like a pet peeve of mine I know some people are really really sensitive about no shows it doesn't really Mm -hmm. matter to me but this mattered only because I was so tired and I was working so hard. I've been working so many hours. I've been doing so many meetings and it's like I could have used those two hours and to have two back to back no show was like, it's just, just really shocking. But I guess just out of statistics to have this many meetings on my calendar to have some no show makes sense. Speaking of statistics, with this many meetings on your calendar, there's going to be some weirdos. And that would be my other horror story. And this one yes. I did share with you. I did have a horror story that was like, not horror, I mean, a horror story. I did have a funny story. And I don't think there's any chance that this person will ever listen to this podcast because she literally knows nothing about me. Um, so I don't think she'll find it. But if you happen to be listening to this and this is about you... Listen, shout out to you and that weird call we had together. But so most people who commented on my Facebook post saying, yes, they were interested. I sent them my Calendly link to schedule on my calendar for a networking meeting. But a couple of people, like just a couple, sent me their link to schedule instead when they responded saying, I'm interested. Here's my link. So this was one of those people. So I used her link to schedule a calendar event. And honestly, I did not like go looking at her website or anything like that because there were hundreds of people who commented on this Facebook thread. So at that point, it wasn't about me doing like due diligence. Like if I'm going to get on a sales call with you, I look at your website. I look at your social media. I Google you. I look to see what you're like, who you are and what you're doing. But if it's a networking meeting and I have 50 plus networking meetings scheduled in 30 days, you know what? I'm not Googling you. I'm just showing up and I'm just going to let you tell me about you, right? So I did no due diligence. I just scheduled a call with this person. So first thing that was so weird about it when we get on the call is she has a virtual background, which is fine. No, No shade to people who use virtual backgrounds. But it was a virtual background of like a Swiss chalet. So like this like cozy lodge <laughs> with this really like extravagant view of a snow capped mountain. And she tells me that she's in Switzerland. Now she could have really been in Switzerland. That's fine. I could have a virtual background that looks like Arizona and I am in Arizona, but it just seemed a little bit like, are you lying to me? Because that is clearly a fake background. And maybe her real background just looked like um, a closet. So she wanted it to look beautiful. Like, that's fine. But it just that was the first thing that was kind of funny is like, she's like, I'm in Switzerland right now. And it like, was clearly fake, a fake background. Okay. And then (laughs) 
She also, she asked me right at the beginning, the very first thing that she she said was, so what set me apart from all the other coaches in the group? And I was like, uh, <laughs> nothing. I mean, I don't, don't take that wrong, but like literally hundreds of people commented and they said they were interested and I just booked with as many as I could. Like, I don't, I mean, I could just I don't imagine you. your face. Like, I really want to say this gently and lovingly, but like nothing stood about, out about you. I don't know anything about you. I don't know who you are, Like, I, but I'm interested to learn. Uh. <laughs> What'd she say? So she definitely was disappointed. And then she was like, um, you do broadcasting, right? And I was like, oh, close. Podcasting and broadcasting are really similar, both in the word and in um, you're so. Like, first off, let me start off by saying you're, you're so gracious. I'd be like, um, actually, no, I don't. That's not at all what I do. Well, I figured um, I don't know what she does. She doesn't know what I do. It's totally fine. So I, so I was like, oh, this is, you know, I do podcasting and I spoke very briefly of like, this is what I do. And she's just staring at me with this like very fake disinterested expression, like a very like polite smile, but very fake. And then she says, I thought you were going to ask me how I, how it's possible that I served so many children. And I was like, um, what? I, I'm sorry. Children? Did she? Okay, children as a little humans. Okay. <laughs> uh, Thank you. Um, indeed. Why don't you tell me how you did? <laughs> I, I think I just stared. Like, I don't. What? Like, that's your Give response me, okay, to what I real. do? Give me your actual face. What, what face did you really make? Were you polite? You were probably polite. I, I'm sure I was trying to be polite and especially at this point because it was still so early in the call. So, but honestly, like, probably like this. <laughs> okay. Okay. So shock and all. Okay. Kind of curious, confused, um, but smiling. Politely. I'm not <laughs> sure what you're referring to. And she was like, well, because I have served whatever the number was. I don't even remember at this point, but I've served this many children and blah, 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 blah. And when I get on these calls, everybody always wants to know how it's possible that I served that many children. And I said, I think it was 40,000, 40,000 children. And I was like, well, that wow. is a lot of children. And I said, so what do you do? And she went into this 25-minute diatribe about how she's she doesn't consider herself a parent coach. She's a child development coach and all the ways that this sets her apart from other parent coaches. And I started to think as I'm listening to her talk, she doesn't know where we met. She thinks we met in a group about kids, about parenting. And oh, I, and I yeah. started to think like, and that's why she thought, what set me apart from other coaches? And then I started to think, does she think this is a sales call? Like she thinks I want to hire a parent coach, but I don't have kids. And this is a networking meeting. Like you said you wanted to meet with me. <laughs> so at this point, what are you saying? Like, what are you thinking? Nothing. I could not get a word in edgewise. I smiled and nodded and wrote not down notes because I've been taking so many meetings. So I've been like 
taking notes like crazy to try to keep them all straight. And I literally wrote on my little yellow legal pad, WTF? And does she think this is a sales call? But I wasn't sure if she thought it was a sales call because if it was a sales call, it wasn't a very good sales call because she asked me nothing about me or my children. Yeah, right? she totally so thought like, she was um she totally thought you were there to like use her services. It was so strange. I still don't even really know what her services are. I know she said <laughs> she that saves she the likes, children, Sarah. She saves children. Forty thousand of them. She's like most forty thousand. And she said, um, she likes she used to do specifically language learning, but she changed, she pivoted from just language learning to talk about setting whatever goal is important to you and your child. And she gave examples like learning musical instruments and things like that. And I was thinking to myself, like, so you're qualified to both teach children languages and also how to play musical, any musical instrument? Like, I don't get it. But yeah, basically, I think what she was indicating is like she helps children accomplish goals. So whatever you want your child to accomplish, she is helping them accomplish the goal, not necessarily learning the skill. But like, I don't know. I don't really know. It was so confusing. So then after 25 minutes of her talking, literally, and I'm not even really sure what she's talking about. I said, okay, I have another meeting. I've got to go. And she, and I really did. I had a client meeting that backed right up against it. So like Mm -hmm. I did not Mm -hmm. have any, thank goodness, thank (laughs) goodness. So I did not have any wiggle room. So I told her that I had to go and she kept talking and she was like, okay, well, this is where like I'm mostly on Facebook and maybe, and then this was what was confusing too, because I thought okay, she thinks this is a sales call, but I can't even tell her it's not a sales call because she won't even let me talk. So I will just like let this go. And it just is what it is. They're not all going to be winners. It's fine. But then at the end, she says, so I have a Facebook page. I don't really do a lot on social media, but I have a Facebook page. And I thought we could do an interview because most of the parents are entrepreneurs and they might be interested in podcasting. And I was like, okay, send me information. Cause I'm thinking I am not doing that. I'm not doing this. I'm not going to, I'm not ever going to talk to you again. I'm not like, I'm definitely not going to go do a live with you on Facebook, but like, I don't even understand how you could invite me to participate on your social media when you know nothing about me because you literally didn't talk to me at all. So the whole thing was just so weird or you, you talked to me. I didn't talk. So the whole thing was so weird. So I was like, okay, well, I really have to go. Send me information. And after I clicked the little blue leave button in the bottom corner of Zoom, I had already clicked it. She says, she throws up her hands and she says, I know you have to go, but wait, can I just ask you a question really quick? And then it closed. Sarah. (laughs) I said alone in my office, nope. Nope. I'm done. I'm done. Thank you, you so much you for the weirdest sales call I've ever had. It was 
so weird. Uh, so anyways, yeah, that was that was an odd one. But so far, that's the only one that's gone really weird. Most people have been so nice. Some people, it's really easy to see like we could be friends. We could collaborate on things. Some people I've invited to join us on Big Brave Business on YouTube, but not that one. Not that one, please. I mean, kind of part of me wants to for just to figure out what the hell she does for the children. Um, but I think we're going to pass. We'll do a quick pass yeah. on that. So I guess pass. my next question for you would be, are you finding that it's even though you haven't necessarily seen any ROI or, you know, benefit quite yet, do you still feel like it's what's your major? OK, we'll do it this way. On a scale of one to 10, 10 being the highest, mm. how likely are you to continue on this path? And would you recommend it to someone else? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say I'm a seven and a half. And that's because I definitely am going to continue prioritizing networking, but definitely not at this capacity. I I can't. This is not sustainable. This is definitely like an experiment because Sarah doesn't do anything 10% or 50%. Sarah does zero or 300%. That's like Amanda's gotten very used to this. She will need stuff from me, need stuff from me, need stuff from me. And then she will wake up one morning and I will have created an entire new system and built the entire thing out, including templates for the next day. This is very true. This is very true. It's like, it's definitely, that's, it's a, I don't know. I don't know what the personality type is, but it's definitely how I operate. So Katie said, uh, focus on networking. Do, get, do some networking meetings and Sarah scheduled more than 50 in 30 days. So that's just how I do things. But I definitely will not continue doing that. What I will continue doing, I think, at least for the time being, hopefully I'll still continue loving it, is we meet Wednesdays. And actually, I'm tempted to move my client meetings starting in November, December to only Tuesday, Thursday and making Wednesday networking and sales calls only. I mean, I'll do sales calls on Tuesday, Thursday, too, but I just don't have as many as I do client calls. But to allow more time in the We Meet Wednesday thing, because it's open for 10 hours, but both of the times I've been able to attend so far, I've only been able to attend for about two hours. And so like two sessions. And this week I have back to backs all day tomorrow. So that I, I don't even think I'll have a chance to pop in there. So I think clearing my Wednesdays as a general rule moving forward so that I can focus on We Meet Wednesdays as my only networking emphasis, I think might be the way that I go for the time being. I really, really love that group. It's so I, this, I'm not an affiliate or anything, although if I could be, I probably would be. But <laughs> it is like such a supportive, encouraging environment of women. Like you're never going to find a... Uh, a male dominated networking space that feels like this does because the women are so encouraging of each other to take up space. It's so loving and encouraging and supportive and positive. And people are doing such interesting, cool work in there. But like, it's so not aggressive and it's so not competitive. And it's so just like, I'm a pretty confident public speaker, but there's people that go in there and they enter the like pitch showcase where you can pitch anything. 
and they have trouble and they get stuck and like the moderator is helping walk them through it and everybody in the chat is so encouraging and like I don't know it's just a really really positive space so I highly 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 recommend it also I want them to continue thriving there have been like 50 plus people in there um, both of the times that I attended so it's like a pretty healthy sized group but I want it to continue to be healthy sized so I'm telling everyone go join this at least do the free one if you're interested at all in networking or pitching things getting clients sharing your services if your book of business is open at all you should check out at least the free week of we meet Wednesdays it is so cool it's so cool so yeah it definitely sounds interesting I have not joined it but based off of your opinion and you know, brave reviews. I have shared it with many a person looking to do some networking. It would be so good for you if you had, if you needed clients, but this is what we always talk about is that like, you're not taking new clients. And frankly, you have a wait list of people who would love your services. So it doesn't make sense for where you are right now in what you offer. But certainly if you're trying to get a VA business going or Mm -hmm. if you do any kind of service providing work or you want to share what you do with people, you have a webinar, a training coming up, like it is definitely, it's a great place to be. Awesome. I'll definitely keep it in mind. You know, we'll see what my business looks like at the beginning of the new year, but yeah. Yeah, we'll see. It's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, tell us all the good things. Where can they find us? Yeah, so you can find us uh, together on Instagram at Big Brave Business. You can find us both individually. Amanda is at Amanda Nelson Reads, and I am at Sarah K. Heater. We also have a YouTube channel and our uh, content is completely different. So we are interviewing our friends and people we look up to in business. And it's so fun. We ask them questions both about business and their personal lives. Things like what is the worst advice they've ever received and all kinds of other interesting things. Oh, their coffee order, what they make for their go-to weeknight dinners, etc. So it's like very interesting to get to know kind of entrepreneurs and business women behind and not just women, but mostly women so far, the the people behind the business. It's been very, very interesting. So go check us out on YouTube at Big Brave Business. And then also, of course, right here, we have new episodes on Tuesdays. That's right. Come see us again soon and we will chat with you over on Instagram. If not, we'll talk to you next week. Bye.